Welcome to the AI in Action podcast, the show where we break down the hype and highlight the practical benefits of data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence on our everyday lives. Subscribe to the podcast, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any Android podcast of choice. Hello, my guest on the show today is Curtis Peterson. Curtis is the SVP of Global Operations with Ring Central, where he leads the strategic planning and growth of the network infrastructure for the cloud platform and all Ring Central services. I recently saw Curtis give a fantastic presentation and was delighted to invite him on the show so we could share some of those insights with you today. In this episode, Curtis will give us a background of himself and his role at Ring Central. He will also share his thoughts on the improvements that AI can make in industry, just as all call centers, police force, video analysis of meetings and conferences, and later, Curtis will discuss the importance of artificial intelligence at the edge, how people's roles will grow with the governing of AI, and he also shares some of his predictions of where AI is heading in the next couple of years. This is a short episode, but a really, really enjoyable. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Curtis, can you give me a little bit of a background of yourself for the listeners? Uh, yes, uh, as you mentioned, I work for Ring Central. I'm head of their global operations, but uh, in addition to that, I, I help Ring Central with their strategy in terms of uh, technological and forward-looking thinking and thought leadership out, out in the public. My background's computer engineering, and um, some of my original projects included early stage uh, natural language processing back in the 90s. And tell me about some of the really cool AI that's going on in industry, because there can be so much hype. But tell me about some of the practical examples that you're actually seeing at the moment. Yeah, my favorite practical example right now is actually the unbelievable improvements that can be done in call center. A typical call center manager can only help one person a day, where AI can listen to all of the streams and provide all the help to the entire workforce all at the same time. It's like the ultimate multiplication effect for the manager. This is what we've been looking for the entire time. And I've worked in a call center environment in the past, and sometimes you'd have your team lead come over to you, kind of give you some information, kind of prep you. Sometimes the person on the other end can probably hear the prep that's going on. It's just a really friction, uh, friction environment, and it's kind of it's kind of it's a little bit conflicting. Tell me a little bit about how you can manage people's performance and leveraging some of the best performers and also some of the kind of the maybe lower level performance, and how you can actually add some real benefit leveraging AI. Yeah, I think your experience is very typical for our call center, and I'm, I'm delightful to say that with AI and good communications tools, I think that's going to be the good old days here pretty soon. Because with, with AI and coach training on there, um, by removing the manager to a role of controlling the AI tools and the tool sets and making sure the right information is being presented to the user, the user is actually receiving their training and information from a machine. It's not judgmental. It doesn't interfere with a conversation. It allows the improvements to occur. So you're taking the lessons learned from your best call center employees and they're being trained to your worst call center employees. This is what you would want to do all day long if you could afford to take them off the phone. But of course, they need to work too. And I think the challenge is you spend so much time with the, probably the poor performers and you never kind of get to spend as much time as you want with the top performers. So utilizing the information and the, the top phrases and giving those to the, uh, the lower level performers is brilliant. But the stats really back it up. Can you tell us about some of the stats of the improvements? Yeah, so uh, that we're talking about in this particular use case, 80% improvement in performance in the low performers, 
45% overall for the entire company's call center. But I think the surprising piece in there was a 10 to 15% improvement in the top performers because they weren't sharing their tips and tricks with each other because they were too busy making the numbers for the company. You also gave a great example of in the police dispatches about how to kind of improving the communication um, across the business leveraging AI. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so in, in the police business, response time is everything. And when they're looking at calls and, and, and dispatches and everything like that, they wanted to see the correlation that occurred between how incidents are reported and where they're reported from compared to where the actual action is taking place. And only through AI were they able to, to put a correlation in place that helped their, helped their business. And one of the examples you used was the, the severity of the case. They started to notice a difference in terms of logistics of the people that would actually make the call. Right, so in the severity of the case, in this particular example, the further away from the actual crime, the more severe the crime was likely to be. And um, if we think about this in terms of a, a simple human analog, there's a giant wreck on a freeway or a highway or a, a, a roadway, and everybody's calling it in, they may have driven by for miles by the time they call in and report. So that happens in, in high crime as well. One of the other examples that I thought was particularly interesting was in analysis of meetings. So we've all been in the meeting, and it's usually there's one person that probably doesn't want to be there, maybe there's two, doesn't want to be there. The people that really need to be there sometimes aren't there, and it's the people that are very engaged and want to get things done, and there's probably the other people that are middle of the road. Tell us about how AI is starting to actually acknowledge some of the sentiment in some of the meetings. Yeah, so a recent improvement in AI is video sentiment analysis. So you're able to take a look at the people that are in a video and audio conference and, and judge how interested are they in the subject, how much are they participating, what's their eye contact level, what's their general level of interest. And um, more from a management perspective is, you know, we tend to organize meetings by bringing everybody we think should be there and not leaving anyone out, where AI can come in and say, you know, by the time you get to your second meeting, you only need the following four people to actually complete your objective. Which could just save so much time. Unbelievable amounts of time. Again, the practical implementation of AI in business, especially business communication types, has huge benefits on the bottom line. So we were talking about the managing of AI and managing the, being, I suppose, managing the process and how people are now becoming more of a governor of AI because AI is going to get to the point where it's going to be smarter than us. It's, well, in some cases, it's particularly smarter than us, particularly in deep learning, but in particular tasks. Where do you see people's roles growing to and governing AI in the future and how the simplifications of our own lives can become with the use of AI? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, in terms of AI, as I mentioned in our talk earlier, AI is very good about doing a lot of things okay. Um, it's not as good at doing a very specific task very, very well. So what the role of the manager becomes is turning AI loose on the amount of data that no person could really ever wrap their mind around much less wrap their mind around what are the relationships between the data. Let AI come back with those droves of information, and I call them AI secrets revealed. They're, they're little tidbits that come back that you just didn't know existed in your data. 
Now your job is to be specifically intelligent, to take that little tidbit and go, is this relevant to my business? Is it usable as a, as a mass tool? And then exposing that piece of AI to your workforce. So you've talked a little bit about AI and the edge. We, we all know about AI and the core, but tell us a little bit about AI and the edge. And for our listeners that don't actually know what the edge means, how that's going to be really important for the, for the future. Absolutely. So um, I think, as you mentioned, AI in the core is pretty well known and understood. It's kind of a big data concept, uh, machine learning, things along those lines, Amazon Alexa's AI in the core. Um, however, to do some of the things that we want to be able to do going forward, true real-time natural language processing, uh, image recognition without using a network, um, uh, auto autonomous driving, um, virtual or augmented reality. The AI is going to have to occur at the device next to the person. We don't have time to go all the way into the core and come all the way back. So the example that I use frequently is if you're driving your car down the street and it senses that there's a person in front of you, um, it's not a good idea to send that off to the, to the cloud to be analyzed before hitting the brakes. The car needs to know to hit the brakes right then. And can you see where with mobile, that becomes more and more important with the edge as well for kind of video and, and images where there'd be kind of more benefits to that too. Yeah, I think as you put more and more of this into the mobile device itself, so um, you look at iPhones and even um, Samsung Android devices now, they're doing image recognition local to the device. That's actually saving on the mobile transmission part, but it's also faster. So if you take that and you go, I want to build medical devices. I want to do IoT analysis in real time. I want to do things. We're talking mobile devices now with the kind of processors that can do this AI at the edge. And now you've got real time analytics right there on the mobility set. The network becomes your backup locations where you send the data for further analysis, but your instant analysis is right there in your hand. This is a, such a difficult question to answer, and I know you get asked this all the time. Where do you see the next one to three years going in kind of narrow and wide AI? Yeah, so uh, in terms of where AI is going right now, there, there are basically, as you mentioned, two groups of AI working out there. And I think in the broad aspect of AI adoption, I see it in, in data mining and data relationship understanding and security. Those are the three areas that I see most AI in there. And as we mentioned in our talk, the ability to improve a call center or to, to look at sales data and things along those lines. In the very narrow aspects of, of, of AI in there, um, I see the next couple of years strongly improving natural language processing, uh, specifically around more languages, more dialects, the ability for uh, the digital divide to drop down around the English language a little bit. And then also um, the, the promise of autonomous driving, while not yet delivered, uh, the human's so easily distracted where a car computer can, again, do a whole lot of things okay it's probably better than what the human is doing poorly. So yeah, that's the key places. The statistics are really, really showing that. I think voice for me is very, very exciting. I can see probably TV, anything that's kind of has friction at the moment, like using the remote control, we can probably just say, hey, find me the football match that's playing mm -hmm. now, rather than scrolling through our remote control through 300 channels or whatnot as well. And obviously with Alexa and, and Echo, 
if you're going to start making um, predictions about where you want to go or ask about certain topics, there's definitely some stuff around uh, uh, children that we have to be kind of mindful of as well. And the data security, uh, particularly around that, is, is quite an interesting point. I just want to say thank you very much for your time today. Really, really appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Thank you. That's all for this episode of AI in Action. Hope you really enjoyed it. If you'd like to stay updated with all the latest podcasts, then please head over to the website aiinaction.ie and subscribe to the newsletter to get the podcast delivered straight to your inbox. Finally, I'd like to take the time to let you know about the AI Awards. We're now looking for applications from academia and industry professionals to apply. Set up in 2018, the AI Awards are a not-for-profit business, community-led initiative that was set up to celebrate the best in artificial intelligence and data science in Ireland. Our focus is to support the AI community by recognising the hard work and dedication of those working in the field of AI, data science and machine learning. We see this as a fantastic opportunity to showcase your work and skills to the AI community on the island of Ireland and also help raise the profile of Ireland as a destination for AI investment. Winning an award brings industry-wide recognition, raises your company profile and increases awareness of your brand and product. Applications take only a couple of minutes, so go ahead, apply today at www.aiawards.ie. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you again next week.